0: mutual respect down but that also means you the parent are respecting your child and and giving them a voice and doing yeah. all, listening to them and allowing them to negotiate and argue and like all of the things like respect doesn't mean that your child blindly obeys your orders mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is not respect welcome to the relational parenting podcast i'm jennifer hayes a parent coach and 20-year child care veteran each week, I sit down with my own father, Rick Hayes, and discuss the complicated issues that parents face today, as well as some of the oldest questions in the book. From the latest research and the framework of my relational parenting method, we offer thought provoking solutions to your deepest parenting struggles. Added bonuses include intergenerational wounding discussions and guest childcare experts. We will also start taking your parenting questions in Episode 5, so be sure to comment with your biggest questions or email me directly at jenny at jennyb.co. Let's get started. To go in depth, and then I was like, wait, this is content. Shut up, like, to, me, sure. to myself, like, shut yeah. up, like, yeah. a- answer his questions on air, so. I get it,
1: cool. Um, yeah, let's go, let's go. I got the first one here in front of me now.
0: So yeah, welcome back everybody to the Relational Parenting Podcast. Uh, We are here this week and we are talking about how to set boundaries in a relational way. So how to set boundaries as a relational parent, um, because it's not all about rainbows and butterflies. Uh, We have to have rules and limitations and Um, help our kids get through life in a safe way. So um, let's see. I wanted to start with just talking real quickly about the four commonly known parenting styles. Um, they're known as the authoritative, authoritarian, permissive, or uninvolved parent. Um, and authoritative is kind of what we're aiming at with relational parenting. Um, authoritative parenting is when they are encouraging their kids to be responsible and think for themselves, considering the reasons for the rules, but they're also very empathetic and responsive to big emotions. We're not shutting emotions down, um, or anything like that, but we're a confident parent who can handle big emotions. Um, we can also set boundaries and remain consistent in those boundaries. Uh, Authoritarian parenting is a parent who expects their orders to be obeyed without question and rely on punishment or threat of punishment in order to control your kids. Um, and it's it's a fear-based parenting model. So your children are afraid of you or afraid of the punishment that they're going to endure um, when they make mistakes, et cetera.
1: Which could um, be stuff like shame and guilt and...
0: Or right. all the shame and guilt and lack of self-confidence, lack of knowing themselves because they're just following your orders instead of being able to negotiate or talk about things or make mistakes and like, like it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes.
1: We're We're the um,
0: yeah. and so then, so permissive parenting, permissive parents are responsive and warm, towards their children. So they respond to emotions. They're very warm and loving, which is a great thing, but they are reluctant to enforce rules. So they might set a rule, but then let their kid repeatedly get away with breaking the rule. Or um, they might not set any rules out of the belief that a child should just have Complete freedom to explore
1: yeah.
0: um, with no boundaries. And we know from research that children do not thrive from no boundaries, no rules outside of like safety, like don't run in children, front of the car. Children run out um, in front of
1: cars with no boundaries. Yeah,
0: But the, the parents, who, you know, someone that we would label as a permissive parent is someone who is letting their child get away with murder. Um, and no matter what their child does, their child can do no wrong. Uh, their child is just a kid and, you know, anything they do is just chalked up to them being a kid or being young, or they, you know, cover up what their kid does and their child never experiences a natural consequence, um, of any kind. And this is where we have adults who are entitled and, Incapable of taking care of themselves or ha- leading a healthy lifestyle because no one ever showed them how to. They were just f- yeah. free fo- free falling through life. Um, I ran into and then that uninvolved. On the school board. Wow. What
1: middle? Sc- I ran into that on the school board. Mo- uh, parents, kids coming to a school dance, middle school age. Uh, not so much younger. But uh, middle school age kids are, you know, have a little freer range of action. Kids would show up, and they they showed up with uh, uh, snappers with uh, uh, rubber bands and paper clips, running around snapping other kids at the at the dance, and wouldn't and wouldn't quit once confronted. You know, they were caught a couple of times and were finally ejected, and and parents were upset that that they had to come get their kids because they would not behave at the word of. Another authority figure, and it's like, well, (laughs) yeah. No, you're still paying for the dance. You know, six dollars or something. You know, it's like, no, you're not getting your money back. And yes, your child may not come back to two or three more events. You know, they must. They must. There's a tribe here, and they must behave in such a way that they're not, you know, ruining everybody. Or they must just not
0: cause harm. Yeah, you, your child was causing harm. Yeah. They were given multiple warnings, requested to stop, and they chose to continue. So they were removed from their ability. That's a boundary. That's yeah. a very healthy boundary. Yeah. You don't get to cause harm to these other children. <laughs> that's
1: what I the thought. The end. There were three or four parents, man. They did not agree with that. And it was. Yeah. I was kind of like, huh, well, I'd like to yeah. talk to you and see what makes you think that's okay. But we never yeah. were that chatty about it.
0: Um, anyway. So the fourth style is called uninvolved parenting where they offer their children very little emotional support. So they're not super responsive when their child is upset um, or happy or anything. They're just kind of like, yeah, okay. Or they ignore the tantrum or they, you know, so Um, uninvolved and fail to enforce standards of conduct. Um, And so we have, I have a chart that I'm going to put a link to in the notes, um, with these four parenting styles. And it's just a really helpful visual for people. Um, cause there's, it's four boxes and in each box is one of the parenting styles. And so it makes two columns and two rows. And, um, so authoritative parenting falls into the demanding Category and the sensitive and responsive. So authoritative parenting, we have expectations and boundaries, but we also are extremely responsive and empathetic when our child is experiencing hard emotions, uh, mental struggles, etc. Authoritarian is demanding and stern and punitive. Mm. So obey me or else.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, power. permissive, power. hmm, power power. It's kind of a threat of power, power. as opposed to reason. I'm in charge, you're you're a little internal. You got to make them internally motivated to do that, not yeah, for fear of a baseball bat coming down from the sky. Yeah,
0: I always think of Matilda when I think of authoritarian, the movie Matilda with the little girl and the dad, Danny DeVito. While.
1: standing (laughs) over Matilda and Matilda and
0: saying, I'm smart. You're dumb. I'm old. You're young. I whatever, you know, and, and like yelling at her, like, I know everything and you're just a dumb little kid and like, get out of here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I think of when I think of authoritarian, Hmm. um, permissive is in the categories, doesn't enforce limits, but is sensitive and responsive. Yeah. And then uninvolved are stern and punitive and do not enforce limits and don't have expectations. So anyway, I'll link that in the show notes. It's just like a really helpful visual, excuse me. Um, and it's a really great breakdown of the kind of the four most common styles of um, or approaches that parents take to parenting. Um and it really helped me in the past identify some of the, like, oh, well, I want to be sensitive and responsive. I also want to set boundaries and, and hold limits because children need those things. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. And where do I fall? Where am I falling into the categories now? And how do I get to where I want to be?
1: That's the so. thing to keep in mind: is everything's is a continuum like that. It's like, well, you can't you can't be completely sensitive and responsive. Some, you know, you have to do some pushback on uh, to create. Ba- otherwise, there's nothing as a, no such thing as a boundary. If there's if you know, you don't clip it off somewhere. So right. it's those those quadrant things, I like to keep them in my head. Um, but they're, they are a, a, a guideline, not a, you know, you can't, you can't look at them too hard cause they're not granular enough. Yeah. That's a good, grid. So That's a good. So
0: why does any of this matter? Um, because having boundaries is, you know, we're all about really, right. We're called the relational parenting podcast and inside of relationship, inside of healthy relationship, functional relationship, um, whether it's a romantic partner or a friendship or a sibling or parent to child inside of a relationship, there, there are boundaries because every person is a unique person with different needs and love languages and all of these things. And so we must set boundaries, um, with those that we love in order to let them know what our needs are and how to love us. Right. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. your children are going to learn from you how to set their own boundaries once they are adults, but also as they are children, Um, children get to have boundaries as well. And so teaching your child what healthy boundaries are um, the other th- so I just want to say real quick, too, boundaries, I think most people think of like drawing a line in the sand or build it, putting up a fence. Um, this is my boundary. Don't cross it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just want to say that it's more like you are opening. There's there's a fence. You have a yard. So as a human mm-hmm. being, call it your this is your imaginary yard. You have an imaginary my, yard around you. This is my in your personality or
1: my identity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this is your space bubble around you. And there is a an imaginary fence around you. And but there's a door. Maybe there's three or four or five or seven doors or gates in order to, you know open and, and be near you, be close to you, be connected to you. And what your boundaries are is your knowing of what those doors are. So a boundary is, I need to be spoken to in this way. I need to, so instead of saying, let's see, how do I want to say this? a positive way to set a boundary. And I'm going to get back to what I was talking about, but uh, instead of saying, um, don't talk to me like that, right. That's a wall. Mm
1: -hmm. Don't do
0: that to me. Mm -hmm. Um, you invite someone in instead, you, you create a door for them to speak to you the way you want to be spoken to. And you can say, I need you to lower. I can't hear you when you talk to me like that. I need you to lower your voice and try again, please. Mm -hmm. And that opens a door for someone to connect with you Mm -hmm. instead of shutting them down and blocking them from you.
1: Yep. Yep. And that's true of any relationship, whether it's two adults or whether it's your kids back to kids or people too, you know, we all have, Mm -hmm. we all have boundaries. We all have histories and baggage and preferences that created those boundaries, at least the ones Mm -hmm. we're aware of. There's always, there's always a place behind us where there's boundaries that we don't, that we don't see, that it takes us a long time to learn about. I like this metaphor. And when you're, and if you're going to mesh up against somebody else, you know, to get the doors in the same places and stuff, that requires learning, training. Maybe you might. You well, yeah, for
0: someone to know where your where your doors are, how to open those doors. Yeah. How can I get to you?
1: I open my door like in a hotel, you know, in a adjoining room. You know, I open my door and there's a wall there. You know, it's like well, there mm-hmm. ought to be a, there ought to be a door here, even if it's not open. Yeah. Okay, is it locked or not? Or do you know? Do I know how to communicate? this yeah. way that's a that's a terrific metaphor i like that
0: thanks i just came up with that but you but also you said something about the boundaries behind you and there's a lot of people who don't know don't actually know what their boundaries no. are yeah. because they were raised in a household with authoritarian parenting yeah or permissive parenting
1: either way yeah
0: no one taught them what a boundary was or their boundaries were constantly bulldozed over
1: yeah and yeah. or, they just, or they just were have not been an environment or you've been shielded, and you don't know another way. there's all kinds of reasons why you might not know where all of your boundaries and communication channels are because yeah. it might be just because they've never been exercised. you're in a yeah you know, two families, two people right. merging, getting to know how another family works requires a little bit of and it can't always be, hey, you're violating my boundary sometimes it's like, well, I need to find. Their door. How do they? How mm-hmm. do they communicate this? I mean, as long as nobody's bleeding, as long as nobody's getting hurt, then that's just communication. That's a it's a good metaphor. Well, for yeah, communication, there's going to be right? new
0: boundaries to navigate as you meet new people or get into relationship with new people, or right? you know, the longer you're married, the new situations and and stuff come up, and and boundaries get renegotiated and discussed because you might. Yeah. There might be something in you that you have, you just haven't discovered yet,
1: but um, but just in
0: general, like children are not traditionally taught to find their boundaries inside of themselves (laughs) and speak them out Mm -hmm. loud. And then they are not, once they do, because children will speak their boundaries, um, If they're not trained on how to do that respectfully and relationally, or if they, when they express a boundary, a parent bulldozes and violates the boundary constantly, then yeah. we grow up into adults who either disregard our own boundaries and don't take care of ourselves, um, and put ourselves in situations that are like dangerous or suck our energy or our, yeah. Toxic, you know, in a million drain, different ways.
1: Depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's all or kinds we of become people
0: pleasers who you. don't yeah. develop our own personality or wants or interests. We just follow whoever the next, like, interesting person is a friend yeah. or a lover or whatever. And we never yeah. figure out who the fuck we are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot. It seems like a lot more people running around expecting the world to conform to their expectations, their boundaries, their you know, wishes and not, not being so good at adapting or learning or, you know, uh, just adapting to the, to the world as it is, or, you know, the situation they're in, the people they're around. That's a whole
0: other, that's a whole other topic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're bringing up there. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking through this metaphor. I really like, I really like this metaphor and the the whole boundaries thing that, uh, that's a framework for discussing all kinds of things, and it's very important. I think the upshot is it's very important we uh, to teach our kids uh, to model for our kids adaptivity and you know what's a good boundary, what's a bad boundary, why do I have a boundary, what's you know what's going on here. Think about our communication.
0: So we're gonna okay. So that's actually that's perfect because we are going to talk about what is what actually is a boundary, not not yeah. what is something that bothers me that I'm going to torture everyone else over. <laughs> okay. Because their adaptability is important. You yeah. can't control the people around you. You can only control right. yourself. That's right. um, and so part of boundaries is your choice to, if it's actually something that they're doing to you, that's harmful or, or is it something that you're simply being triggered by and you need to explore that inside of yourself? Yeah. And so we're going to talk about the distinction of what a boundary really is versus a punitive trigger that you need to work on yourself
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and parents specifically. I'm, I'm talking to parents right now because once you can identify what your true value based boundaries are, you can release and let go of all of the triggery shit that you don't need to react to anymore. Yeah, and yeah. that will teach your children to to do the same, to be adaptable. And yeah. these are my top, you know, these are my five boundaries right now that I know of or whatever. Yeah. Um, so what's actually a boundary and what's just being diff- a difficult person who's trying to make everyone else in the room conform to something
1: that sounds like the um, roots of getting to choosing your battles. What's a real, va- what's a real hmm. value. What's just, okay, fine. Move on. You know, yeah. don't, not, not letting everything bother you equally. Right.
0: Right. So, the what i was getting to was the why why are boundaries important because boundaries are are not a fence to block people off from you a boundary is actually a way of of opening a door to someone to allow connection and the whole goal of relational parenting is that we are building a foundation of connection between parents and children so that you can grow healthy happy human beings who know how to function in the world.
1: So they can go out and do that that in the world. Yeah.
0: You have to know how to be in relationship with people. You have to know how to be in relationship with yourself and how to be in relationship to your environment and everything else in order to navigate ups, downs, trials, everything that life
1: comes with. Yeah. Resilience. So,
0: so boundaries. All right. Step number one is everyone needs to go grab a journal and a pen and write down the question, (laughs) what are my
1: boundaries? (laughs) Do you
0: even know what your boundaries are? And we're going to distinguish between boundaries versus triggers. Boundaries versus triggers. Okay. So there might be a hundred thousand triggers that live in your body. My child, when my child screams, when my child doesn't listen, when my child does this, when my partner does that, when my, when there's dishes in the sink, instead of being put into the dishwasher, that's 10 inches away, like
1: Mm
0: -hmm. everyone's got (laughs) triggers. Okay. And if we want to make it even deeper, there's like, there's deeply traumatic triggerings that some mm-hmm. people live with right so well, there's sure. so triggers are in can 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 be information they can also just be little like annoyances that you well, need just to just move on from and get over or noises
1: or i mean a trigger yeah. could probably be def- technically be anything
0: but a boundary mm-hmm. a trigger is an internal reaction okay a boundary the difference mm-hmm. okay. is that a boundary is based on your values as a, as a person and as a family. Okay. What are your fa- What are your values as a family that you want your children to take on and live out in the world? What are your home household family values? And when you sit down and write that question out, then write a list of, maybe your top three to five values, family values. What does this family value? You know, we value teamwork. We value respect. talking through things. Respect is a tricky one because the definition of respect gets extremely skewed, especially mm. when it comes to a parent who feels entitled over their child. Respect is a tricky one. So maybe we'll we'll jump into the definition we'll of that. respect.
1: We'll save the hard do yeah. the easy ones first. Save the hard ones. But that's
0: fine. You know, putting putting mutual respect down but that also means you the parent are respecting your child and and giving them a voice and doing yeah. listening to them and allowing them to negotiate and argue and like all of the things like respect doesn't mean that your child blindly obeys your
1: orders Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. not respect Mm -hmm. you have to have a you have to come up with a kid why do the the response from a kid will generally be well why do you get to and it's and it, and it changes with age, right? With competence mm-hmm. and with trust and, and demonstrated performance. Yes, I know you won't sneak out of the backyard. You haven't snuck out of the backyard. You respect that rule, you know, mm-hmm. so then you get to go out in the backyard and I don't have to be there with you. Well, um, let me
0: ask you this. What, 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 what drives a child to respect a rule, if you can't use punishment, okay, you can't use punishment or consequences Shame. to force mm-hmm. your child to respect a rule, mm-hmm. what then causes your child to respect a rule?
1: Shared value. They, have to, and, able, they mm-hmm. have to be able to hold the same value you do on, you know, little kids are unaware that they're in danger. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, little bitty ones. Mm -hmm. And so all you can do is have a didactic, boom, thou shalt not go past this point. You can't go over the crest of the road where I can't see you on your bike. You know, there just has to be a limit.
0: If they can ride a bike, they can understand why they're not going over the crest of the hill. Yeah, It it is very, very early on that a child, you can start having a logical discussion with a child about why a rule is in place for their safety for them to
1: understand it, and why I can do things that they can't yeah right I can use the stove let's talk about the stove I can cook on the stove you can get you can get milk and cereal out but you can't use the stove yet yet
0: and you could help me cook and learn how to use the stove that's right. And then some, it will work towards it together. And then someday yeah. you will be able to use the stove.
1: Yeah. And so that somehow has to become a shared value to, for them to respect that rule themselves, as opposed mm-hmm. to you turn around, leave the room and they go, and they want to go tinker with the stove. You know, so respect, if you could have to say it
0: in, in a couple of words, what is the foundation Of bringing a child in to respect a rule that you have set for them,
1: agreement is the first word that comes to mind. You have to. And how do how do you get
0: someone? How do you come to an agreement? Mm,
1: Mechanically by talking. Yeah. By sharing values, by other stuff. Talking. You
0: have to have a fucking conversation with your kids, and you might have to have (laughs) it multiple times. Yeah. Like you have to talk to your children like they are intelligent. Beings yeah. capable of understanding logic and rationality and safety. And they are, yeah. I promise.
1: Yeah. They are. If you teach them language and safety and rationality. If you, you know, yeah, if you talk all to part them. Of the, that's all yeah. part of the talking. Those are things you teach by talking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so time instead consuming of, to you can't kids. use
0: the stove because <laughs> because you're too little, because it's dangerous, because you're going to get burned. Yeah. Your kid's not going to buy into that.
1: Or you get burned and it's, I told you so.
0: Yeah. so anyway so why boundaries boundaries create connection within the family do you even know what your boundaries are well you don't unless you know what your values are because boundaries are a value-based thing and in order to make them non-punitive so not like non-punitive rules like like god i can't even think of one right now um
1: A non-punitive consequence?
0: So punitive, like, yeah, like it serves no purpose and it doesn't teach them anything. It's just you feel like you're in control and in power because you got to punish your kid. Um, Or you got to, you set a boundary just because you can, um, versus it actually being something that matters as a family um, and as a value that you want your child to grow up into. So, so that's
1: kind of like a timeout for something trivial, is what yeah, timeouts are mind. dumb.
0: Time, there's no reason
1: for timeouts. They told literally you not don't to do come in the Kitchen. Well, and that, that in my mind, that that touches on consistency. You know, if your if your rules are compli- are always changing, that's hard for a kid to comply to. You know, it's yeah. like stay out of the, stay out of the kitchen while I'm doing something right now hmm. um and and if they violate you know if they're running around and and want to ask a question they come in and so then they get in trouble you get angry you get fed up I have to get the floor mopped or whatever so hmm. let's
0: use that so I want so that's good let's use that example um because that one
1: situations.
0: when I was like you know a couple years ago nannying for a family that had a two and a three-year-old um, brother and sister. And they, and you know, when it came time for me to make dinner by the, you know, it's like getting towards the end of the day I'm I'm all kind of like answering questions. I'm Everybody's over it. I just, yeah. just give me 15 minutes to like think straight and put a fucking meal together. Mm-hmm. You guys go play in the living room. Okay. Mm-hmm. The phrase you guys go play in the living room. Don't come in the kitchen. That's a directive, right? That's a yeah. that's a directive and order, uh, a, uh, a, 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 like a, yeah, like it's a it's you a go wish. do this, <laughs> yeah.
1: A hope, a
0: prayer, <laughs> please. Keep in,
1: my, keep, it, keep in mind, we're all doing this exhausted, yes. and, and yes. about a, a second from exploding just because of yeah, yes. all that stuff going on. That's what makes us the challenge. It's we're right. not all just sitting here calmly on an afternoon going
0: right. So, you know? so you've asked your your children, however many of them there are. You guys need to go play outside. You guys need to go play in the living room. Don't come in the kitchen that's your directive. Okay. And then two seconds later, one of them comes running into the kitchen and is like, look what I found. That's it's right. A crumbs, Exuberant, you know, or an old <laughs> sticker that's lost its sticky or whatever, whatever it is yeah. that they, and you're like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, but I need you to not be in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And they run away and back out to the living room and you're like, yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, and then 90 <laughs> seconds later, they come. One of them comes running back in, or they're playing tag, and what? And they come. One of them comes and runs behind your legs to hide from their sibling, yeah, yeah, or whatever, because they've, you know, they're goldfish. They have the memory of a because their a goldfish. attention
1: span is yeah. about ninety seconds, yeah.
0: And you say you remind them, <laughs> guys, you need to go play tag in the living room, yeah. And like, maybe they're, maybe they ignore you. Maybe they don't hear you. Maybe they're talking to each other. Maybe they're running around like chickens with their head cut off. They don't hear you. Like whatever you do to get their attention, like God, we raise your voice or you repeat yourself, whatever it is you're doing, you Mm -hmm. are repeatedly setting a boundary that they are not buying into. Yeah. Right. So how do we get our kids, even our young kids to buy into a boundary that doesn't need to be repeated because every time you repeat the, you have to repeat the boundary, it loses its value to your child.
1: Sure. You're well, not setting
0: out. it effectively enough.
1: Yeah. You're not hitting them hard enough. You're not shouting loud enough. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's. I'm
0: not editing that one
1: out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was the intent. You know, that's, that's the. How do I get these kids attention? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And this is where or, parent exhaust. Or, or do or do I give up the boundary? Yeah, or do I give up? Bit. Give yeah. up the boundary. It's like yes. what's so bad about having them underfoot?
0: Yeah. So
1: you adjust, you adapt. So you we either
0: permit we either become permissive or we become authoritarian <laughs> yep. in those moments when things get really hard. <laughs> we get exhausted. We think we keep setting a boundary and they're just not listening to me. And woe is me. I'm a victim. Yeah. It's called victim mindset parents.
1: Well, we all yeah, do would, it. Yeah. I wouldn't go we that far, it. but yeah. Woe is me. Yeah.
0: Woe is me. And you either choose an authoritarian route and you yell and you make it, you, you threaten punishment. And if you come in this kitchen one more time, you're not yeah. getting dessert. You're not getting Raise this. I'm volume. taking your toy away. Raise the stakes. Or yep. you just give up and let them play yep. at your feet and trip. Yeah. And hopefully you don't die making dinner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a, there's a better way. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Instead of setting a boundary with a directive or a request, we are going to, instead of and instead of setting it multiple times over and over again, which if yeah. you add up all the times that you have to make the request, it's going to take three, five, 10 minutes of your time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right? That's the trigger. That's the trigger. So instead, hey, I've done this three times now. Yeah.
0: At the front end, we know five o'clock, I need to make dinner. Like, and I need them to just get out of here for 15 minutes. So what you're going to do is you're going to say, you bring them in, you know, get their attention, whatever it is, you're like, guys, it's time for me to cook dinner. And depending on where you're at, well, we're not going to use an example of a day where you're cooking dinner and you're letting them help. Okay. So today is not that day. Maybe well, six other days a week, you bring your kids in and they get to help make dinner and you have fun and, and they learn a new skill. And, and it's great. But this day, this particular day, you just need 15 minutes alone. It falls,
1: a big pot of hot oil you, and you don't want them in the room with you.
0: Well, or you, you're just tapped out. So you're setting yeah. a boundary because I, so I'm going to use myself. Hmm. I'm setting a boundary because it's been a really long day. I know Self-care. that I am about to snap. And if I snap, it's going to cause harm.
1: Oh, okay. To okay. So yeah. I am
0: self-identifying my boundary, my limits, my, of my capabilities, and I'm choosing to give myself a few minutes. there you go. to chill out, calm down, get a little less overstimulated. and Take I and I need yeah. my kid and I need the kids to cooperate. So how am I gonna yeah. do that without begging, <laughs> repeating, pleading, <laughs> punishing, <laughs> <and effectively laughs> bargaining, bribing. We don't need to bribe. Okay, all of these things we can throw out the door. You bring them in, say, "Guys, it's almost dinner time. I need to make dinner, and I need to be alone for a few minutes." And they're like, "Okay," blah, blah, blah. and you're like, "So, <laughs> so what that means is, so here's how, here's where the value comes in, and this is what I would say to them: Jenny is not feeling good because they were two and three, so language." around this mm-hmm. with a 12 year old is going to look different, right? Mm-hmm. Your 12 year old, you can say, I'm really tired. I'm feeling very frustrated and cranky and I need 15 minutes to myself. Is there something that you can go do? Is there something you want to do for the next 15 minutes that will keep you out of the kitchen, right? For a 12 year old. And it's like, maybe I'll go read a book or I'll go watch a TV show or whatever. Yeah. With a two and three year old, it's Jenny doesn't feel good And I need some quiet and some space. I'm feeling, or even if it's a two and three year old, you've taught, and we're talking about emotions, I'm feeling really angry and I need to be alone for a few minutes. I'm not feeling, Hmm. I don't feel good. And if you've had even one conversation with your two and three year old about their feelings, their frustration, their anger, their sadness, they've probably either taken some time for themselves to go read a book and calm down, or they've talked to you and like hugged you in order to calm down. Like your kid knows what anger is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they know what it mm-hmm. feels like in their body. Mm-hmm. And if you've never done any of that, then it's this is going to take you a few tries. But anyway, mm-hmm. I would say to them, Jenny is feeling really angry and really frustrated. And, and, and I just need a few minutes of quiet. And I need you guys to not talk to me for a few minutes because I'm not feeling good. So it's not about them doing something wrong. It's not about them being annoying. It's not about them being loud. It's about me needing
1: I some quiet need. time. That's
0: right. I need this. And, and then you ask a question.
1: Make the ask.
0: So, you know, okay, developmentally, a two and a three-year-old have the attention span of a goldfish. Mm -hmm. So they are not going to be able to independently go into that room and play consistently for 15 minutes without needing you.
1: Check their watches.
0: Okay. Especially if they, like when they play together, you know, kids get out of hand, someone gets hurt, all these things happen. So what you're going to do is you're going to say, I'm going to make up fake names here. I'm going to say Susie. What do you want to do for the next 15 minutes? There you go. In the living room, you can go pick Ooh. anything. You can go read a book. You can go play with the Uno cards. You can go play with a, any toy that you want. Um, what do you want to do for the next 15 minutes? And that opens up her world. Mm-hmm. That's not go read a book. Go play in the living room. Go do this. Like you're not telling them what to do, you're saying, I need this. And Mm so from, from that boundary, what is, you have all these other choices of things to go do. Mm -hmm. And she's going to say, I want to go play with blah, 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 whatever. And then you're like, great, go get it out, take it to the living room, like get going. And she's going to run away and be excited to do whatever it is she wants to do. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to turn to the, you know, to the other one. And then you're going to say, Johnny, what do you want to do for the next 15 minutes? I want to go in the basement and play my drums or I want to go, you know, do this or read a book or whatever. Awesome. Go get it. You got it. Whatever you want, go do it. You know, and they get to go pick something. The world is wide open. They're not being Mm -hmm. told to go away. They're not being told they're too loud or too annoying or too frustrating. They're not anything. Cause, cause the way we feel is our responsibility. Us being tired, we don't get to blame our children for that.
1: Right. Right.
0: Like it just is. I'm tired and I need this. It's
1: so, part of parenting. Yeah. Any kind of caretaking, really. You know, if you're an elk taking care of your parents or something, it is that's one of the challenges, is it is it is exhausting. It's rewarding, yeah. but it is tiring. Yeah. There's no And depending no, on no age. Sugarcoating it.
0: Cause in a, in, in a, an adult relationship, there's reciprocation in boundary setting. There's having your needs met by your significant other. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can say, I'm feeling, I'm at like 10%. I had a really bad day. I really just need to be alone and run a bath and go to bed tonight. And then Mm -hmm. your partner hopefully responds with, that's great. Uh, or or, I'm sorry you had a bad day. I love you. My, my husband has, you know, has run the bath for me so that it's actually done Uh by the time I get home and I don't have to worry about scrubbing the tub and running the bath and doing the things. He takes 10 minutes and does that so that when I get home, I can just, die into the bathtub. (laughs) And so there's an opportunity for him to, to give me a little, a little love, a little extra TLC. And I in return feel loved and and cared for and more connected to my husband. Right. Because I let him know how I was feeling. I let him know where I was at. And so he knew that when I came home, it was not the time to talk to me about anything, ask me for anything, and in fact, he entered a place of service and and caretaking, and he does the yeah. same thing. He comes, he'll text me before he leaves work. I'm at zero percent. I'm at thirty percent. I helped somebody die today. Like, I please don't. I want to hear about your day, but like, I can't be dumped on the minute I walk through the door. And then I'm like, yeah. okay.
1: Just everybody knows. back to aligning the doors and the and the boundaries is. It's like here yeah. we know what we're expecting instead of. Coming in, somebody wanting something, somebody not, you know, wanting something else and just having once bouncing off of each other until somebody gets PO. And
0: expectations. Yeah. Well, the way we normally connect is that you come home and I tell you all about my day and a frenzy and excitement and I, and it, you know, and on this particular day, that is not the door for connection with him. On this particular day, the door he has just given me is call is that I can open is to be calm and give him a kiss and welcome him home and tell him I love him and then let him be in a quiet space. I don't need Guy. to unload my day on him. That's yep. the door go I get to open.
1: Go work. Do sit in the Because room he quiet. told
0: me where he's at and what his needs yep. are
1: and set yep. a boundary.
0: Yep. So just like with our so with our kids, back to our little yep. tiny ones example, is we are letting our child know How we are feeling, what we need, and our children are not there, you know, especially that young, are not there to serve us or meet our needs. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, that's big! But it is important
0: that that we model that we are meeting our own needs right now, right? Yeah. By taking a break, and so if your kids, when your kids get older. The way that this becomes a two-way street when they're older. Now, I really want to reiterate this. Kids are never responsible for meeting a parent's needs. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You don't ever get to burden your children with guilt or demand to meet your needs. They are the child. You are the parent. So, but you're training respect. them.
1: You're yes. training them to recognize other people have needs because kids don't mm-hmm. recognize other people's needs. So it, it requires training mm-hmm. so that when they do get older and they are twelve mm-hmm. and around other kids that have needs, mm-hmm. they can get along in a group because they're well, not you're... the only one with a need. You know? Well,
0: and you're teaching them to respect your needs. Yeah,
1: exactly. Which is not why meet
0: your need but respect to right. your need. There you go. I'm going to meet my need or I'm going to go to my partner to get my needs met, or I'm going to call a That's friend a to get my needs met. Yeah. But I am going to let my child know that I have needs and that I am going to handle those needs. The boundary comes with, I need you to choose an activity or I need you to, you know, go do this. So If, mm-hmm. if it's the boundary of needing space and time, Mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, as, as children get older, so as we enter the seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, 11, you know, an older phase of life, um, where our conversations with our children become even, you know, more and more rational and logical and, um, their development and brains are growing into understanding abstract thought and nuance and all of these things, they can be invited in to a more reciprocal relationship and they're still not responsible for meeting your needs ever. Yeah. However, when you're seven when it's when you need to cook dinner and your child is now 7, right? You've been saying this to them since they were 3. Your child is now 7. You say I I'm really frustrated. I'm really overwhelmed today. I'm really like my ears are ringing and I just need some, I need some quiet right now. You can say, I need to be alone in the kitchen. What, you know, what would you like to go do? And you can prompt that. But by the time they're seven and you've been doing this over and over again for several years, they will likely say, Okay, mom, I'm sorry you're feeling like that, and give you a hug and go pick something to do themselves.
1: <laughs> It'll become a habit or a routine. I it's mean, just we tend to get, it's just normal. It'll just be
0: okay, mom needs some space. I'm gonna yeah. and they don't take it personally. It's not their fault that you need space. Yeah. They just mom has mom is upset and wants to be alone for a few minutes, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah. And then be prepared for them to do the same thing to you. They come home from yes. school, have a bad day. That's the real gratification. And you mm-hmm. go, Hey honey, how was your day? And they're like, I just need to go to my room for a while yes. <laughs> Or, you know, okay. I need some I need to watch T V for a while. Or...
0: And you get the opportunity to not take it personally either. And
1: you have to go, yeah. And then you have to reciprocate or Modeling out the window.
0: (laughs) Thank you for telling me your needs. Like, go do that. I'm glad you're taking care of yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm so bad at it. Validate the feeling. Yeah.
0: So, okay, let me, let's see here. Okay, so let's talk about something that's like a less personal boundary. I think personal boundaries are a little bit clearer of an example but i want to do one that's more like like a parenting conundrum of like a teenager getting to go to a party mm. or following a household rule you know that's based the on a zen, value
1: the zen of parenting We're going to do and
0: conundrums. so uh, ooh, maybe i should uh let's Personal see boundary. here's i've got one tribal so, stuff
1: tribal stuff
0: uh not even tribal stuff, just, just, this is a value, this is a a value-based one. Um, -hmm. so we did a respect, respect and and meeting needs one. Let's do a values Mm -hmm. slash household rules one and say that your, your child is involved in sports. Okay. And this is, I already know the example you're going to, you might bring up, but, um, say your child is involved in a sport or multiple sports And say that your child comes home from school and tells you, I don't want to go to practice tonight. I'm overwhelmed. I'm frustrated. Um, I had two tests today. My brain is like, I just want to go to my room and be alone tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the conundrum as a parent is you committed to being on this team. You need to go to practice. Or my child is telling me what their needs are in this moment and I need to respect those yeah how old Both again? are values well this let's is call a middle this middle school a, high
1: school 10 or 11 kind of 10 or 11
0: or 12 no, it's
1: grade school okay
0: well that's middle school 11 12 13 is middle school but um
1: okay
0: so yeah grade school middle school teenager doesn't matter you you your family values showing up for your commitments yeah Okay. Showing up for your teammates, right? You don't get to skip practice. Your teammates are all going to go suck it up, whatever. Um, but I also value that my child knows themselves and has tuned into themselves and is feeling, you know, their body is tired. Their brain is tired and they're saying they need a break tonight. And mm-hmm. just because practice happens to fall on this night, does that mean that my child has to ignore how they're feeling And force themselves to go.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And this is a tricky one because both are values, both are valid, right? But they're in
1: conflict at the moment.
0: How do you, right? And how in that moment do you navigate that and come up with the, there is no right answer. Do you come up with an Mm -hmm. answer? Mm -hmm. Um, do you tell your child too bad? You you're committed. You need to show up to practice. Do you let them, you say, okay, like I, I hear you, you're struggling today. It's okay to miss one practice every once in a while. Uh, is Mm -hmm. it like the 4,000th time they've tried to skip practice?
1: Exactly.
0: You know, there's a lot of factors that would go into this. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: I think the general methodology is the same as you talked about with the little kids, which is you don't lay down, you talk with them, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, dis- it's a discussion. It's a chance to discuss values and the relative priority or values, right? I used, I used mm-hmm. to work for a guy and, uh, I, I, I was not, I was not real good. I was not real fond of him, um, in Pittsburgh, because, uh, you know, you'd have 64 things to do. There'd be an unreasonable number of items of things to get done. And uh-huh. and they and they needed to be done by Friday. And you'd go to him a couple of weeks in advance and say, there's no there's no you know, you'd take a list. You don't just go in helpless and you say, look, here's estimated hours on all these things. This is not going to I'm not going to be here 24 seven and be two people for the uh-huh. next two weeks, this is not all going to get done. Help me prioritize these. And, and yeah. his answer was always, everything is priority one. And that, and that taught me very, very early on in my career, uh, yeah, uh, you have to prioritize things, yeah. and and it's fun to go through a list and say A, B, C. You, know, you can go through a list of fifty things and say these are A's, these are B's, these are C's. But at some point, the discussion becomes which is one, which is two, which is three, which is four. You know, it's it's nobody gets the same priority number in some situations, and so well, this and is in the,
0: different at different times and in different situations the priority number 1 is different
1: yeah exactly and so that's the discussion to be had is okay we have so you know to recognize we talk we you know, we validate i get it having a hard day you know so what what are and knowing the values having these these discussions about values and making making these decisions based on values not on how i feel right now Mm -hmm. Right. Switching it over to because you can push through a lot of life is I don't really feel like it, but I need to do this Mm -hmm. anyway. I'm hungry. I don't feel like hunting. I need to go get food. My kids are hungry, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's a there's a certain amount of that in parenting, um, supplying things. And then you have to decide what other things to drop because. I don't have enough time for hunting or I'm too worn down to go hunting. So I need to quit staying up all night drinking. (laughs) And that's just Mm. kind of the, you know, you have to start picking and choosing activities because there's just the same 24 hours. So you have, you, you sit down, you have, you, you talk about the values we value, you know, you made a commitment to the team. Mm -hmm. I understand you had a bad day. A lot of times I've found that having the talk, makes it possible to go to practice, mm-hmm. right? Because okay. they don't so
0: feel alone.
1: Yeah. They feel like,
0: bit. okay, I've like getting almost like talking about how exhausted they are and how how pissed off or how frustrated or whatever, how they're feeling, just yeah. getting it out of their body yeah. makes them feel better and better enough to be able to being go heard. to practice. Yeah.
1: yeah. Being being heard is very helpful um for us that's why it's important and guys don't get that a lot you know they just swear or you know they don't they don't get the guys don't let each other do that so much they're like ah you know knock it off or whatever but sit down have the talk talk through the values and don't make it so intense when i was doing that with you guys you i was probably a little too intense on you know, well, let's make a table and let's put values over here and those, you know, and and being a little too linear about it. But get them, get them talking about the values and let them decide. Don't tell them it's okay to take the night off. You go, okay, well, what do you think now? You know, and who do you want to be?
0: The buy-in that you want in order to only have, like, in order to set a boundary once, you have to have their buy-in. And in order to get a child's buy-in, you have to be transparent and honest with them. You can't yeah. just give demands and expect them to be followed.
1: Yeah. Arbitrary, uh, arbitrary. do it this way because I've always done it this way or my my parent did it this way. That's not good. Or simply eat. that
0: I'm telling you what to do and I'm your parent and you need yeah, to listen to me. Yeah, even worse.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the authoritarian, just do it because I said so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, not. I don't believe that's the path. That's the path. It's not the, if the you want actual
0: buy-in. If you want them to actually hear you and listen and and, and act in the way that you're requesting they act, Yeah. You, a, 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 a demand for obedience is not going to get it
1: that requires self awareness though. so you have to build that in a parent, in your in yourself as a parent you have to be able to have the discussion and be willing to live with the result yeah so what's the value here what are, what are we what are we going what are we going for here is that a good value you know why mm-hmm. why is that a good value okay and so the earlier you start even if you're just starting this with teenagers this has a tremendous amount mm-hmm. of value if it, if it only starts a week before they leave home.
0: Oh my God! Navigating just, teenagers is is such a critical time.
1: Yeah, it snaps into their brain and and can take hold. A good idea, a good healthy habit can take hold and mm-hmm. uh, uh, can take hold in a short time. If it's something that you've been able to do since they were born, you know you've had it in yourself and been working on yourself and working on the kids. Uh, And it's just uh, they become super people.
0: If this is something you're presenting the the week before your child leaves home to to fly, whether it's college or trade school or a job or whatever, they're you know moving out for the first time or going out on their own for the first time or whatever it is. Even if it's if you're you know kind of late in the game, it's especially even the older they are, it's even more important to be transparent. Not all the like like all of a sudden switch how you're approaching your child, but because you're going to confuse them if if they've had yeah. 17 years of they you trashing one way, yeah. they're going to be like, I'm sorry. What did, like, did you just ask me about how I feel about something?
1: Like, yeah. what? why are you, what are you trying be, to do?
0: <laughs> be transparent about the fact that, Hey, yeah. I've been listening to this podcast. Hey, I've been getting some parent coaching. Hey, I've, Come across, you know, in whatever capacity that you have. I've come across this new information that, and I really want to be the best parent. I, you know, I'm imperfect, but I want to be the best parent I can be for you, um, and I want us to have an amazing relationship. And so I want to try this new way of of talking to you. I just, I just, this new I way just figured
1: something out. I wish I'd been doing for yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. And
0: be like so transparent, you and like you, you feel like you're over communicating. Um, that's something I got from, um, a, uh, a, a, like marriage <laughs> advice. I forget where I read it. I think it was in a book somewhere, but it was be like, over... if you don't feel like you are over communicating constantly, you're not communicating enough. You should feel <laughs> like you are over communicating.
1: That's true. I get that sometimes. Yeah.
0: Because then you might actually be communicating enough to maintain a healthy relationship and knowledge of each other. So boundaries, I just want to review like boundary setting comes from knowing your values, the values you want to instill, the boundaries you want to set within those values, um, you know, and, and, and then enforcing them in a way that is kind, but firm and setting your children up for success to listen and respect them, not arbitrary demands and Repeated, etc. And yeah. the reason that it's important for your boundaries to remain consistent and for you enforcing them consistently is not arbitrary either. It's not about your children seeing you as this person who will never waver on these rules. Yeah. Or you being a perfect person who always follows these rules and these boundaries and these values. And I don't ever mess up and I don't ever break my own rules because yeah. everyone is human and we all have bad days and it's going to happen. Yeah. The importance of you being consistent with your boundaries and your values is that you are, show, you are creating security, reliability, and trust for your kids. Your kids yeah. are going to trust you and and rely on you and 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 tell you things they're going to confide in you they're going to have hard conversations with you that about things that most teenagers and kids would hide but the other thing is that when you're when you, you are having those conversations with your child when you are receiving their opinions their arguments their reasoning and you're giving you know, respect and acceptance to those things. And then you're also reciprocating with your own, like, this is, you know, this is a safety issue. This is why I feel that this boundary is really important. This is the value that I want you to have when your children are when your children are older and they feel like they can trust you with something that maybe they are feeling some shame about that. Maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they want to request like, Hey, I've really been doing great with getting home on time. I'd like to extend my curfew instead of staying out later and just, and just ignoring the rule. They're going to come to you first and you guys are going to be able to have like a conversation around. I can trust my parent. To hear me out and make a decision with me, not blindly enforce a rule so that my only choice to get what I want is to break the rule, ignore them, disrespect, lie, etc. So your child, like you're going to have a lot less fighting, a lot less rebelling, a lot less pushback, a lot less like your kid mouthing off to you, all of those things that people mm-hmm. hate about teenagers go away mm-hmm. when you've been respecting them as a person
1: mm-hmm.
0: since they were little. Yep. Or yep. if you're starting right now and you have a teenager, give it some time and it will, it will go away and you will yep. have a respectful child.
1: Get used to get, get okay with working things out with your kids you know, more, the more, the older they get, the better. Cause that's right. They mm-hmm. don't feel they need to deceive you. They don't feel the only way to get what they really want. You know, if they come up with a good reason not to go to basketball practice, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm, I, I puked or whatever, you know, if there's they know that you will hear it out and weigh it against your experience. That's all, which is all we really have. Mm-hmm. And it's just, Good, better, and different, and discuss them, and especially, if, by and large, you let them make the decision. They're just okay. sorting it out and letting you know. They're not afraid to let you know things because mm-hmm. they know it Well, Okay, it may result in a lecture or a talk. You know, it's going to have to have a talk. Yeah, but but okay, then then they're not carrying around. You know, you when you lie and do that kind of stuff, it, it makes you feel bad. You know mm-hmm. that you're being deceptive, deceptive. And it stresses you out. Good. The Person yeah. who lies
0: is stressed, trying to like keep the lie going.
1: Yeah. So if somebody's. De- so if somebody is is habitually, you know, deceiving you, then that there. I mean, there's a problem there. You need to make sure with it's you. not on your side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good like, in, in a normal, healthy thing, it's with you. If if it's like, well, I'm. We talk all the time and. Make sure the doors are open. I love that metaphor. I got I to gotta work on that, That uh, lining the doors up and the boundaries up metaphor. Make a door. Make a door that matches their door. Give and, give and take.
0: Well, it's not even about matching the door. It's about when you, when you are set it, setting a boundary with someone, mm-hmm. the, vi- the mindset shift f- for you is I want to open a door, not build a wall how can I open a door to this person who I care about and who I want to hear me and know how to communicate with me and have my needs met? So how can I open a door to them instead of just build a wall and tell them to like, leave me alone.
1: Or make a door or make a door where I didn't have one before. You know, maybe you communicate in another, in a new way. And I'm like, Oh, this is a new way. And there's, you know, there's that resilience and adapting. Uh, That has to go on communications is a is a is a terrific thing to have with your kids.
0: Is that there's so there's boundaries that you're that you're going to set between between parents and children and then there's boundaries and then there's teaching your child in relationship to other people. How to hold their boundaries,
1: their own boundaries, and sure. also
0: how to respect like their siblings' boundaries or a friend's boundaries or whatever. Mm-hmm. And
1: maybe that's another I, episode if you want to dig real into it. That's kind yeah. of here's the parent, here's the parent child thing, but then how to how to manage your own boundaries at different ages? Maybe that's a whole nother thing.
0: Boundary: How to set How to set boundaries as a relational parent. And episode two will be how to help your child cultivate boundaries with anyone except you. So other family members, with friends, with teachers, with how to express their boundaries. Ooh, how to express their boundaries. Okay, episode two. So you guys, our next episode, we have three weeks in a row of guests. So episode two of Boundaries will be on October 20th.
1: Okay. Well, we can talk, you know, we can touch on it now if you want. I mean, get going. I we are starting with like write down your, uh, write down boundaries, write down, you know, that's, there's some, there's some thought to be done at least about that or what's a value, what's a boundary, what are my well, values? Empower,
0: so empowering what I want to touch on, and it is, it's more than just a, a mention at the end of this episode is how to, Letting your child, you know, when grandma comes over and saying, go hug grandma, like it, what if your like, if your child doesn't want to hug grandma because they're four and don't really know grandma that well yet, they're not comfortable with it. Your job is to, is to let grandma know, like if she doesn't want to hug you, she doesn't have to hug you. She can say Mm -hmm. hi. She can give you a high five. She can say nothing. You can
1: say that as a reminder, not as a, it's not good to do it as a command so much. Yeah. Right. So, or, that...
0: Well, the question is, how do you want to say hi to grandma Yeah, and then let them choose? Do you want to give her a high five? Do you want to just say hi and wave? Do you want to give her a hug? Do you want a fist yeah. bump? Like yeah. there's a lot of ways to greet people. So we don't, yeah. again, we don't have to pigeonhole our children. We can respect our children's boundaries and still teach them, Hey, you need to say hello to this person who has entered our home. That's how we yeah. act.
1: That's right that's right is it it expresses our values here this is mm-hmm. how we act in this home
0: so okay so the next three let's see the next three weeks we have guests uh, next wow. week is Emily Blake who created a co-living paradigm for single moms. Um, and she's creating her own, she's a single mom and she's been creating her own like village for co parenting single moms together. Um, and she's also, she's doing a whole bunch of other really cool stuff with her company as well. So two separate things, her as a parent and her as a company.
1: Um, and there's so much of that out there That that could just be everywhere. Yeah.
0: And then Veronique is coming back to, we're going to jump a little Good. bit more into LGBTQIA plus stuff with parenting um, and and specifically focusing on gender. And then um, Rebecca Mass, who is a medical detective in rare diseases. Um, she's a... An NP, I believe, and she specializes Neuros. in people who can't figure out what the hell is wrong with them. They go to her and she figures out, she's like House, okay. that show House.
1: A diagnostician.
0: She is in in, in a rare, yeah, in that's rare, a, weird that's diseases. That's a
1: specialty. Picking yeah. it apart. Sometimes picking it apart is a whole job by itself.
0: So those are our next three guests. Um, I haven't mentioned this in the last few weeks, but um, we are still running our sponsorship campaign. So if you're listening and um, you haven't downloaded or listened to all the episodes, if you haven't clicked follow yet, if you haven't given us a review yet, or if you haven't uh, clicked subscribe on YouTube, uh, please do that. Please do it right now so you don't forget.
1: Click all the um, and buttons if, you can. It helps the algorithms.
0: Yeah, and click do download. A, do everything you can do. <laughs> and it's all free to you. It doesn't cost Please. you anything. Just click, 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 um, because then our our numbers will hit a point where sponsorship will uh, we'll be able to get more sponsorships and be able to keep doing this. So please click all of the buttons. Uh, you can click download on all the episodes and you don't like, you don't have to listen to all of them right now. You can spend six months no, listening just, to them. You just click the download button and then it's, uh, it's just like saved in your Spotify. It doesn't yeah. do anything. So. Yeah.
1: Just, just And um, If there's anything you want us to talk about. Uh, yep. Absolutely, you know, send us a comment and email, yep. and and uh, we Let will try know. to accommodate absolutely as quick as we can.
0: Let us know what your parenting struggle is, or whatever you're trying to figure out, and we'll do a whole whole episode on it. Uh, or if you got a tricky you join, question,
1: you just want to hear us talk about something tricky.
0: Yeah. Ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Challenge us.
1: Gotcha. Stuff. See if you can.
0: Yeah. yeah see if you, we could just do. We should do episodes. If we get enough, if we get enough, my dream is to get enough emails and questions that we can do like a once a month episode. That's all, you know, where we kind of like speed round answer like multiple questions for people. Yeah.
1: Somebody had this weird situation or what do you, you what do you, what do you do here? And, uh, that kind of where sometimes the rules have to be suspended yeah. or changed or whatever. Yeah. The other let thing that know. you guys
0: can do is click the share button and send it to all of your parenting friends and just say, Hey, I really want to support this podcast. Like check it out, whatever. So yeah, help us out. Um, we're here to help you out and uh, let us know what you want to hear. Cool. And thanks for being here guys. All right. Happy parenting and good luck out there. Well, did you learn anything new or have you heard all of this before? Do you agree with us, disagree with us, have a question? We want to see you in our inbox or via the Patreon page in the show notes. Tap on either link to send us your feedback, share your own parenting story, or support our mission of providing a connected community for all parents. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you loved this episode, click on that little star and give us five of them so we can get visible to other parents who are looking for us. This is your weekly reminder. Parents, you already have everything you need inside of you. You are a strong, loving, capable parent. And here, you are never alone. I'll see you next week.